listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome everyone. Today, I'm joined with my friend Corey Pei. He owns and operates an organic camp farm in Athens, Tennessee. In 2020, he had a spiritual awakening that led him to learn more about shamanism, sound healing, and psychic abilities. He now holds shamanic sound healing ceremonies for the surrounding communities. It's his intention that every person he crosses paths with be filled with love, appreciation, and gratitude. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. I've been really looking forward to doing this episode ever since I went to one of your sound healing events. It was really nice. It was with the ecstatic dance. So I don't know if like everyone always feels that way, but I was just so relaxed by the time we started that I don't know. I like immediately went into having this really cool experience. So I loved it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. Good, good. Um, can you share with us a little background on yourself and your spiritual awakening? So I went to school for plant biology in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, and uh, I was raised Christian and always been very logical and scientific and analytical in my thought process. Um, but I've always at the same time had uh, thoughts and feelings or a sense of intuition that there's stuff going on around us that can't currently be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, after college, I moved to Colorado and got five years of experience growing hemp, cannabis, and organic produce. And in 2019, I moved to Tennessee to start my own farm. In 2020, I started uh, detoxing and cleansing my mind and body through diet and uh, the information that I was consuming. So I just, I never really watched much TV, but uh, just even music and everything. I just pretty much only started like watching documentaries and watching Gaia and Mm -hmm. consuming that kind of information. And, um, I also started filtering my water heavily, like my shower water and my drinking water and removing all the fluoride. And uh, I began taking lion's mane mushrooms and uh, five defenders, which is like changa, maitake, and reishi. Um, And just consuming, you know, like good high vibrational foods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was kind of like a prerequisite to my awakening. Right. I then started to meditate regularly for about three to four hours a day. I just uh, would do it like that'd be the first thing that I would do when I would wake up is just meditate. And before I started my day, I started listening to like sound healing um, by Tom Kenya. I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Kenya, but he's a sound healer. And so I was like doing some of his meditations and really started to have uh these profound experiences start to occur in meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, then one day when I was uh, meditating, I, I just started thinking about like all the bad things that I've ever done in my life and just any, you know, bad sort of stuff that I was holding on to. 
and just started thinking about that and processing it. And then I just like spontaneously said the Lord's Prayer, uh, which I was raised Christian, so I always probably knew it, but I never like knew it word for word. And I just like said, recited that in my mind mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just asked, you know, for like forgiveness and to, to walk the path that was laid out for me, like, you know, uh, just to walk that path. And pretty much like a day or two after doing that, I started to have really profound experiences that occurred in meditation. And then when I started to have these experiences, I'd be like listening to a book on shamanism and it would like talk about exactly what I was experiencing, which Mm -hmm. I guess you have that like synchronization that starts to occur. And so that that began happening. Um, The first thing that kind of started that I thought was really interesting was these waves of light started like pulsating across my field of view. And it was just like, like when I was in meditation and I was like, well, this is interesting. So I'm going to keep doing this and see where (laughs) this goes. And, um, and then the next day while I was meditating at like, uh, it was like 12 noon on a Sunday and I'm laying there in a deep state of meditation. And it was almost like, uh, UFO entered my field of view and then like a beam came down and now I'm aware I'm laying on a table but I'm also aware I'm laying on my bed at the same time and there's these three beings of light standing over me and they just like telepathically say love appreciation gratitude you're welcome and then just like left my field of view and so I was like well that was really profound like what the (laughs) heck was that and I'm listening to this book on shamanism and it, you know, I had this experience and then in this book, like a month later, it says, you know, one of the most powerful tools in a shaman's medicine bag is love, appreciation and gratitude. And so it was like that whole synchronization mm-hmm. that occurred and kind of opened my eyes to like, what is going on? <laughs> it, it was unique. Right. Um, and then uh, another time um, I was meditating and I held a question. I was just like, you know, asking, like, what am I? And I just was repeating that, like, what am I? What am I? What am I? And then it just came to me, you know, that I am love. And, like, that's what we all are in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was pretty intense. And then probably the most uh, profound experience I've ever had was it was like 3.30 in the morning. I wake up, I'm meditating, and I like start hearing rain. And I'm like, is it, I say to my girlfriend, is it raining? And she's like, no, it's not raining. I was like, well, I'm hearing rain. This is weird. And I was like, are you talking? And she's like, no, I'm not talking. I was like, well, I'm starting to hear these voices. And so I, I like, uh, did this thing that I've always been able to do since I was a child where I focus right in between my eyes and you kind of like flex your eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
it sounds like when you do it kind of like a maybe a roaring river in the background or something like that or an avalanche and so when i consciously did that it was just like turning a dial on a radio and it just locked in on one of those channels and then i just like felt this connection form between me and whatever was talking and it just started coming through and every single word that it was saying was like radiating through my whole body i just like became aware of my taurus field and i could just feel the energy coming out of me and up through me as this it was just like a really mighty voice talking um and that's it it freaked me out <laughs> i was scared i was like are you god like what are you and i'm talking over what it's trying to tell me and then it was just like, shut up, you stupid human, and listen. And I was like, I'm <laughs> out of here. And it, I like opened my eyes and came out of that. I've not ever been able to do that ever again. That was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what opened my eyes to psychic ability being real. Then I started having some remote viewing things occur in meditation. And I'm like, okay, all this stuff is real. Right. Yeah, and uh, pretty eye-opening, but... Yeah, you know, you hear about it your whole life, but you always think, well, they're just crazy. What the heck are they right. talking about? Until you actually experience something like that. Wow. Right. I always tell people, like, you just have to experience. Like, we can talk about it. We can share about it to make people maybe more comfortable. Like, if it did happen to them, like, kind of like, I don't know, that preparation of what it could be like but it it's different for everybody you know like you were talking and there was a lot of similarities in things that have happened to me like the sometimes i would hear like a radio it was like when you turn it and it's in between stations like (laughs) and then sometimes i would hear people talking you know and i was like i don't think that they know i can hear them it was really weird it was like i would just started tuning into like really random stuff, right? And I would just hear music that I had never heard before. And I'm like, what is, what am I hearing? Then when you talked about the beings that you saw that came to you, that I had these beings working on me one time and I asked the Akashic Records, I said, who is working on me? And they looked kind of like blue light, you know? And they were like, oh, this is the MAP team. They're called, they're the medical assistance program. They just like, work with humanity right but I couldn't believe it I was like there, there's a name for this like so it really like all of it happened over the course of years but as you were talking it was so cool because I've I haven't quite met anyone that had that experience with the like the beings and also the the sound of like the frequency shifting so I used to think, yeah, I'm, I might be losing my mind, right? I'd listen to Coast to Coast, okay? So I <laughs> I was a little open-minded about it, but then I had never met anyone else. And I wasn't even trying to do it, but I had been doing kundalini yoga and, and meditating. So I guess I had been working on it, like, I don't know, like opening myself up to it. And so it was just, I guess the universe is like, oh, you're ready. Let's give you another mind-opening experience, so... I just feel like, like you were saying, like you start changing your diet, you start just consuming good foods and everything. And it, it's like, as your vibration shifts, you start being more aware of these things. Like they're always there, but you just don't, 
see them or feel them or hear them. Like you become more sensitive as you eliminate like the loud music or the Simpsons or whatever you just like have playing all the time. You know, you don't realize maybe I would hear stuff if I didn't always have the TV on or the fan on or, and same with the food, like it cleanses your aura, right? So you're going to start like pulling in things that vibrate at like the same rate, you know? So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, their awakening is like first starts with like diet or they go to yoga or something like that. And they're not even prepared, but then it just starts happening. So I really mm-hmm. loved it. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Yeah, I didn't even start doing the kundalini yoga until after all of this happened. Oh, and then wow. I was like, oh, well, this is definitely real. I'm going to start exploring right. other things going on. And I went to Isha Institute mm-hmm. here in Tennessee and had really profound experiences occur there. Mm-hmm. Just sitting in their adobe. Um it was really profound. That's like the first time I'd ever done um, the Amkar. Mm-hmm. And the lady just like said her prayer in Sanskrit after the end of it. And when I shut my eyes, I just like perceived her sitting in a triangle, but as like a glowing being of light, the same way those three beings were like without their body, just like a glowing being of light sitting in a triangle. And I was like, well, what the heck was that? I love it. Like, I think some people think meditation is just, well, you know, they're like, quiet the mind. That's important. It's important to quiet the mind. But I like go places. I see things. The first time I projected awake was during this mystical meditation. So you lay down and they like kind of do like some yoga nidra. This was like a Sufi retreat. So there was lots of chanting, but right before we laid down and I think she might've continued to, to speak or, or something. But anyways, I went into the kitchen downstairs, like my, my astral body. And I was like, Oh my God, I I could see the cabinets. I could touch. I was like, this is really freaking me out right now. I had had like lucid dreaming and stuff, but I had never projected while I was awake before. So I'm like, there is something magical going on here, you know? And I was like 20 years old at the time. And I don't know. I, I feel really lucky that I just met these guides along the way because that was just one of my college professors. She was like, you want to go on a Sufi retreat with me? I was like, okay. So I, I just like took a chance and went and it was just life-changing you know and then I got so lucky to to like kundalini yoga was one of my main introductions to like taking a in-person class versus just like videos I didn't realize at the time that that's kind of rare for that to be like your intro to yoga you know because some people are like they do hatha yoga I was like well I kind of started off like with a bang and was doing like mantras and stuff and it's so cool I, I loved when you started um doing familiar mantras I was like it felt like I was like at home you know like I've never heard anyone else do this out and about you know well when I was trying to make sense of what was occurring I'm like googling stuff I'm Mm -hmm. like what's going on oh kundalini awakening kundalini awakening and so I'm like reading about that and I was like well I guess I'm gonna try some kundalini yoga and then when I started doing it and it just immediately these waves of energy like pulsating through my hands and Mm -hmm. through my whole body and I was like I've never felt this feeling ever and 
So I'm just stuck with it now. Right. And there's so many techniques. Like one of the first times I really saw energy with my own eyes is like I was doing some kind of meditation where they're like, look at your nose and like you're breathing. And I'm like, I could actually see energy all over the place and not just like the sparkles that you see when you look at the sky. It was like all around me. I'm just like, all I'm doing is looking at my nose and enchanting with these people, you know, because the group energy, I guess it changes things, but I don't know. I, lo- I love it. I love that other people are getting into Kundalini yoga and that it's becoming more popular because I think we're ready for it. You know, I think humanity, like that's our next step is like realizing that we're just right next to this veil. Like it doesn't even take much to to peel back a layer and see, oh my gosh, we're spiritual beings. Like this is, this is just an experience I'm having, you know? I'm just wearing this body. Right. <laughs> it's temporary. And we're actually still so like in tune with the, the divine, you know, we're not that far away from it. Like, I feel like we get distracted or depressed and we're like, we want to go home. You know, everyone's like, I want to go home. I don't feel like home here. And I'm like, you're just right there. It's always like these beings of love are so near us all the time and like you once you start meditating you feel them you feel their love and you don't even have to see them because you're like i know that i'm supported you know and i think the love it was like that was a big message for you but every time i have a mystical experience i come back and i'm like oh my god we are so loved and we just don't even realize it until until we go there and feel it for ourselves and it's just like we think, oh, everything's hard, but, and it is, like, there's challenges on earth, like, it's a challenging place, but if you can just focus on that love, like, I don't know, there's just nothing better, you know, than that, so, and that's where we're going, you know, that's what we are, that's where we came from, you know, so. Exactly. I love it, so, uh, could you explain to us what shamanism is, and how you incorporate it into sound healing? So if you look up the definition, they state it as a religious practice or belief that involves a practitioner interacting with what they believe to be a spirit world through altered states of consciousness, such as trance. So they say what they believe to be a spirit world, meaning that they don't actually think that that's real, (laughs) is my interpretation of that definition. Right. They're like, you know, these indigenous cultures say they're interacting with their spirit. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it's not happening just because you can't see it. You know, we only see a very small percentage of what's going on around us on this electromagnetic spectrum of radiation that's all around you. Right. And um, so my definition, I think it's more of a way of life a realization that all things are conscious and connected all things have a spirit and life itself is sacred so like a medicine man or a healer who wants to help the community heal and uh, and learn that's my interpretation of what a shaman is they you know um acquire information through an altered state of consciousness and then bring that to the community to share that knowledge with them and and help them heal. That's how I would interpret it. Right. He's like Uh, the middleman between 
humanity and the divine or something like yeah so yeah that'd be my definition and uh i think that life is a gift bestowed upon all things by the creator for creation lies at the foundation of existence so i think that creation is within all things and so all things are connected and life itself is you know this gift that we're just given you know Mm -hmm. that's how i would interpret life but um i incorporate shamanism into sound healing by creating and holding sacred space i do this by projecting and radiating love appreciation and gratitude you know from me while the ceremony is going on that's pretty much all i'm doing is just projecting like love appreciation and gratitude into that room into that Mm -hmm. space and um holding that intention so that a healing experience can occur like the instruments are just tools that i'm using to put people into an altered state of consciousness Mm -hmm. Uh, changes your brainwave frequency from beta down to theta and you're in a deep meditative state um but as far as what i'm doing on an energetic or like spiritual level is i'm just holding that space so that the person can virtually heal themselves right you know whether there's blockages from traumas that are um you know in their energy channels or blockages that they cannot overcome or just like you know maybe they've had a death in the family or traumatic life event that they can't process and so utilizing the sound healing I'm removing the blockages to allow people to I would think would be to evolve because evolve evolution is just change so it's giving you the ability to change or evolve if you want to. Right. You know, it's a choice. Everyone has free will. Right. But um, you never know. Or maybe it's just to have that profound mystical experience that opens your eyes up to other things that are going on that, you know, you just didn't conceptualize as real. Like, like I didn't. And even up to two years ago, I would... If I talk to myself now, I'd be like, you are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But then I've experienced these things and then have a greater understanding where I'm like, no, I know that this is real or that this occurred and kind of start to grasp on a deeper level um, these concepts. Mm -hmm. But. It's wild, like, you were talking about, like, the synchronicity, because you have these experiences. You There might be some doubt, and, like, as soon as I have a doubt, something will happen, or someone else will say exactly, you know, like, what I had went through, or, because during the sound healing, I had this vision of the sun being a spiral, okay, and then at the beginning, there was, like, this handprint I had to put my hand on so I could go through this, like, uh, tunnel or portal or something, my friend got a tattoo like the very next day and it was the hand i think i sent it to you with the spiral and then the sun with the spiral in it and i was just like i cannot believe this that this is the image that i just saw you know and i wasn't in doubt but it definitely was um you know this is like a universal experience like 
putting your hand on the thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's very Rafiki-like, but I I thought, okay, maybe I'm just, my imagination is just so big. I don't, I don't know. But the thing about it, okay, I haven't told the full story, but um, my spirit guide was a monkey. I didn't know what kind of monkey it was. I think in my head, I was like, I wonder what kind of monkey it was. And it was like, I immediately knew it was a howler monkey. Like the question was just, as soon as I had the question, it was just answered. I didn't hear anyone say it. It was just like, it's, I was like, what is this? Howler monkey. I went home and like Googled howler monkeys <laughs> and it was okay. And I had started off in this rainforest. And when I looked up howler monkeys, they are like a, a Mayan spirit guide. And they're like known in that part of the world where there's like lots of rainforests and I'm like, okay, I might have imagined that, but I really don't know that much about these monkeys, and I, I really hadn't associated them with this part of the world, and I don't know. It was just, like, very confirming for me that I did not make that up at all, so I don't know. I loved it, but um, let's see. Have there uh, been any scientific studies that explain what's going on in our bodies when we experience on healing? I know you talked a little bit about the brain waves, but so um, there's a few studies going on associated with that, and a lot um, that are going on showing uh, that it is relaxing, reduces stress, lowers your heart rate, alters your consciousness. They can measure, you know, through EEG, your brain wave of what brainwave frequency are you in when this is occurring. Mm -hmm. um, but they also, what they're showing is when you're in a sound healing session that the sound waves are working on you at a cellular level so it's penetrating into your cells and reorganizing them and reshaping them and um you know sound and vibrations travel really fast through water and we're 70 percent water and so th this is where like cymatics comes in too is when those frequencies are going into you it's kind of reorganizing all your cells and even like your brain is starting to form these like geometric images you know through cymatics mm -hmm. but um yeah it's stimulating every cell in your body and so you're having a like a full-on uh, experience occur at the cellular level and then so what they're showing that's doing is, you know, speeding up the healing process uh, after injuries or if you go get a surgery. Um, there's studies showing that if you, you know, do sound healing therapies um, immediately after surgeries, that it's speeding up the healing process. Mm. And then I think what it does on an energetic level is it just rebalances and retunes you. Um, you know, there's so much interference going on all around you and stress and uh, stuff going on. And we're like deprived from these healing frequencies because we're being bombarded by all these other frequencies that right. we don't know if they're good for us or not. Right. And so it, it kind of retunes your whole system and then helps, you know, clear the blockages and, um, allows for the prana to, uh, flow through your system but you also have a process which referred to as entrainment uh occur 
and that's all objects resonate. It's called their resonance frequency. They're oscillating. It's the frequency at which they're oscillating. Nothing is solid in this world. Everything is in a constant state of vibration. And so, you know, through stress and all different kinds of things going on in your world, your system can come out of sync or out of vibration with its normal rhythm. Mm -hmm. So when you start getting in tune with nature and then start doing stuff like sound healing, your body does what's referred to as entrainment, where it synchronizes with those vibrations. And so your body actually tunes in to the instruments like the gong, and you begin to resonate with that frequency. And so it's kind of like elevating you up you know, to those healing frequencies in your, your body and your whole system kind of like pairs with that right. is what they're starting to show. Yeah, That's it's pretty so cool. fascinating to me. I mean, this is all new. I've only been doing sound healing for five months now. So, right. Yeah. I feel like you're doing pretty good. Like, well, I just kind of like a pro when I went. Well, you know, I, I went and I met with these shamans in Vegas and had a ceremony and I held the intention, you know, like, what's my purpose? What am I need to do? And it just came to me, you know, that I had a gift that I needed to go share with as many people as I can. So, you know, I just get out of the way and let enter that state of flow right. and just let, you know, the instruments just flow. I, that's how I learned. I just taught myself and just started playing and just enter in that state and uh, just letting it all flow out of me and then just, you know, practicing. And yeah, it's, I'm blow my own mind. I'm fascinated <laughs> with the, with all of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's new to me. So. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you know Molly May. I think, yeah, I think yeah. she might have sent mm -hmm. you to me. But the I had a girl on my show, the Purple Sage or Photography, and she had taken an aura photo of Molly May, and then I think she had like a maybe just a very short like ten or fifteen minutes of sound healing, and took another photo. And like at first it was just like a red aura, but when after the sound healing, she so one side of the body is like what you have in that moment that you're bringing or that you have right then and then the other side was what you're bringing towards you her aura went from all red to having like green and yellow and like it just shifted so not only did it affect her in the present but it actually changed the color that was coming towards her in the future so it's like it feels like okay i'm having this experience right now but if you if the aura thing is correct at all i feel like you carry it with you in at, from that moment on like it actually affects you Maybe not permanently, but it starts bringing things into your auric field that were not there before. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like that's like you start, you know, like you change your resonance, but then things start, you like attract things into your life because now your aura is pulling them in, right? So when you're resonating at a higher frequency, I've heard the gongs stay with you. You resonate with them, just sitting with them one time for 40 years. Wow. You know, they will resonate with you. Yeah. Just from, you know, doing one session. That is really cool. I did not realize that. I know the number 40 comes up all the time in Kundalini Yoga, but 40 years, that is really cool. So, um, Do you think that all of the sounds we experience throughout the day are affecting us energetically? So 
like when we're driving down the road we've got like dogs barking horns honking like is that all coming in just the same way like i think so for sure i think the world has become extremely noisy all around us everywhere you go there's noise you hear equipment going and that has an effect on us but also the radio waves you Mm -hmm. know your cell phone it's like i can just like when i hold it in my hand i can like feel that right and you don't know if that's good or what that's doing to you Mm -hmm. on an energetic level and then just looking into it the light you're perceiving on a subconscious level you're just absorbing all this information and you're only really consciously absorbing a very small percentage of this information so what effect is all of that having on us what's Mm. tv having on us you know anything you listen to music all of that has an effect on us energetically for sure and then on a uh spiritual level as well just the how your consciousness operates I think that all of that factors into your experience and what your thought process of what's going on. You know, I think if you're listening to negative music, well, that's going to keep you in that state, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel like they're, is it Emoto, the guy that did the water and they it was like certain things they were saying like but you think about music if you're listening to okay i'm gonna say evanescence because when i was younger i went through this phase where i listened to evanescence a lot i and i love i love her voice but i got really depressed and there was a point where i'm like i cannot listen to this anymore (laughs) not like forever like if it came on the radio that would be different but i was listening to it like regularly and like learning to sing it and there was a point where I'm like, wow, I'm like really low right now. <laughs> but if you think about like, if it's affecting the water, if you say like something like sad or mean or whatever, like our bodies are water. So I'm like, it must have, it probably was, it was affecting me. And I'm just like a really sensitive person. So I started noticing it and I was like, I think it's what I'm listening to, you know? So I have a hard time like with a lot of like the metal and so I know some people need scream therapy that's great but for me it it does it like brings me down oh yeah and that state of unease and causes anxiety right I can like feel this person suffering and I'm just like oh "Oh my gosh this is intense so yeah I, I feel you there and and just as far as like the phone goes like I start getting disoriented if I look at my phone too much I feel like my eyes get blurry I get brain fog. I'm like, this is affecting me. I don't know exactly what it's doing, but I have to like tell people, I'm like, I can't message you anymore. Like you have to call and I'll put you on speakerphone because like just looking at my phone gets overwhelming. And, and I can like people read audio or read books on like tablets. I'm like, how, how do you stare at it all the time? Like I would literally feel like my eyes start going crossed or something, but it's a lot of information. And so like you, I never really thought about it exactly how you said it but like you're just taking in so much it it's almost like you don't absorb it and so I read a lot of books and when I read books I write in them I take notes I stop and I think about what I read I come back but when I read something online it's like I'm all over the place I got 30 tabs up I'm like I'm not it's not soaking in the same way you know so it's like 
this technology is just, it's like too much for us, you know, like we need to slow it down and get back to that state of nature, which is, there is a, it's moving, but it's not just immediate, like it takes time when you plant a seed for it to start, to start growing, and that's how it is with like thoughts sometimes, you know, you're just like planting too many in, in one space, like they need room to grow, you know, they need to be nourished, and and time and so I've noticed some people like they'll have this like awakening and they'll they'll watch every spirit spirit science video I love spirit science I'm not I'm not down on it but they watch all of the stuff all like in like two weeks and they come to me and they're like twitching and they're like it's like saying all this stuff but they it's like they don't understand it but it's like they know it they can recite it but they don't understand how to process it or what do you do with it like how do you how does this help you? Yeah, integration, that's a big key factor for right. anything. Right. You have to integrate it and learn from what you're learning. Right. <laughs> that's after the sound healing, I felt like I thought about it. I had shared it with my friends. And at one point, you're like, you should write it down. And that was like a week later. And, when, and I felt like just taking the time to sit there and write it out was like the way it really set for me. But had I moved on and, you know, like started a new mystical experience, you know, like what more can I do? I need something more. It's like we, it's like we get like, we're like spiritual junkies or something. I'm like, just absorb what you have right now. Like live in the moment, not what am I going to do next? Right. And I'm, I'm only saying that because I, I do that a lot. I'm like interviewing lots of people. So always learning something new, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to allow them to teach it to me. I don't have to spend all this time researching it. The best way for me is to learn in person or to go to, like, I was like, I have to go to a sound healing before the interview because how else am I going to understand it? You know, I'd never, I'd never laid down and experienced it. I've been to like metaphysical fairs. So Mm -hmm. it's like there was sound healing, but it was all sorts of sounds (laughs) going on. So it was it was really special and I feel like I'll like I might have another experience but I'll never forget it because I allowed the space for it and then I like meditated on it and I was like what is what does this mean you know like it, it was like a whole week where I just allowed thoughts to come in you know so is there a difference um between listening to a recording versus being um there in person with sound healing I think so. Um, I think there's a big difference, personally, um, just from hearing gongs on different songs or um, even through, like, the kundalini yoga. You might hear it. They might play it in a meditation, but you're not, like, feeling that. Right. You know, like, go into your cells like you do in person. And then also... Um, all the energy in the room has an effect on what's going on. So I, I think like a recording, you know, it might sound nice, but I do think it's on like an energetic level missing a large portion of, you know, what's being emitted from those instruments and right. then just the feelings that you get that are associated with uh, those instruments. Right, because when someone hits a gong, like you, it's like, it's oh, like yeah. my whole body feels it. It's not just in my ears. It's like I start feeling it in my hand. I mean, there's not a part of me where I don't feel like it's buzzing with the gong. Mm-hmm. 
So I can see why it would be important to be uh, in person for that, for sure. So um, could you share with us what a ceremony is like and some of the common experiences that arise? So uh, first, I like to start it with a cacao. And so um, we'll drink uh, about four ounces of cacao. And that naturally puts you into gamma, which is a brainwave frequency associated with heightened perception. And Mm -hmm. then it also increases the blood flow to the brain. So that's going to keep you alert during the sessions sometimes when you go into theta you can get too relaxed and just fall asleep right but not to say that you're not going to remember what's going to happen but so that's why i like to do the cacao kind of keeps people alert puts them in gamma you have heightened perception occurring and it tastes good it's just really good for your body it's something that you know you should really consider consuming on a daily basis versus Mm -hmm. coffee Right. You know, which is bad on your adrenals. You get adrenal fatigue. It's extremely addictive. And, uh, you know, you get the jitters and it, it just keeps you in beta brainwave frequency. So it's kind of hard to meditate if you actually do drink a lot of coffee because right. you can't alter your brainwave frequency. It keeps mm-hmm. you in beta versus allowing you to go into alpha, delta, or theta, or, or uh, gamma. That's interesting because... Yeah. The Aura photography girl, the day that she came, it was a really hard night and I ended up having coffee and she could see it in my aura. Like it had actually uh-huh. affected it. Um, and I'm not saying like I never will drink coffee again, but I, I've been very aware that it's having an effect on me. So like before the interviews, I'm like, I'm going to drink tea. I'm not going to try to hype myself up too much. But with the cacao, I didn't even know that. That's like totally new to me but I do my own little cacao ceremony once a month at the new moon to set intentions but I didn't think that it was I didn't really think about what it was doing (laughs) I probably should have but I just had a friend one time bring it to me and he was like um drink this at the new year when you write your intentions down and I it was so such a wonderful experience I went and bought a whole bunch of it and like I'm gonna start doing this once a month but I never thought about that it's actually affecting like you know me on like that energetic level but I do I feel so happy the first time I ever sipped cacao I started laughing like I was like bliss or something I, I don't understand it because I didn't love the taste the first time I made it I didn't tweak it at all like now I add like cinnamon and oh yeah and I, I make it yummy so it's almost like drinking hot chocolate now but the first time I drank it it was like very bitter (laughs) and um but it was like I felt the effects immediately of just very happy and like the energy I ended up being like stayed up really late he didn't warn me about that he's like yeah it's chocolate you know (laughs) but I remember just like I couldn't sleep like my body was buzzing and but I wasn't like shaky like I get with coffee I was just like very happy I'm like I want to read books and do yoga I didn't think it was actually changing my, like maybe my vibration or something. So now when I, when I drink it, I'm going to be more mindful of that. Yeah, that's, that's how I like to start. I, I do the cacao and just tell them to focus on what it's doing to their body and mm-hmm. how, how it makes them feel. Mm. Um, so you act kind of like a meditation and then it's good to add cinnamon and like honey or 
little cayenne pepper and some mm-hmm. lemon juice because then when you make that little concoction um the cacao actually helps all that absorb into your system oh. you know even better and all of those things are really good for you right yeah that's so that's cool. like a little super brew that you consume every morning right <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna try to sprinkle it in maybe daily for a little bit and just see how it changes me and then so after the cacao i like to do a a little bit of breath work Mm -hmm. so i'll do like breath of fire that's from kundalini yoga just to get all the glands and organs start functioning at a higher level gets everything moving and and flowing and so i like to start with that and then i'll do uh, some pranayama um that'll you know increase the energy keep you alert during the sound healing and then um then i uh, form brain heart coherence and so i do that uh, the shaman out in vegas was the one who showed me how to do this but you just like clap your hands and rub them together and then put them on your heart and uh and then just take in three deep inhale slow exhale and then just feel your heartbeat after those three breaths and then uh then you'll just um three times and just pay attention to how you feel after doing that but when she did that to showed me that and right when i clapped my hands and rubbed them together and like put them on my heart it just like came alive and i just felt it like pulsating in my chest yeah like brought my heart to life and i was like what was that (laughs) and uh you know so i had like a profound effect so i'm like i'm gonna use this right You, you know like why wouldn't i that's why she showed me and same with the cacao you know i did that with her and uh she pretty much like you should use this in your ceremonies right just told me like so that's why I use it. That's really but, cool. Um, so then after doing that, I'll uh, call on the directions and uh, call on the archangels and form sacred space. And then I always uh, say the Lord's Prayer. And that's just because it's something that I've had personally an experience with. And I use that. You know, I, I don't... When I think about religion, you know, I... I I don't want to be tied to a specific religion. I think there's like truth within all of them. And then there's lies within all of them because it's, you know, been touched by man and re retranslated and rewritten and stuff's been omitted. And, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know. The Lord's prayer, prayer was effective for me. So I use it. That's like what I'm drawn to. Right. And then, so I'll do that and then have, um, just put on their mask and lay down and then I'll start the ceremony and play, you know, for about an hour. That's a, I think about the minimum that you need to enter a a deep state. The longer, you know, the deeper you can go, but uh, really a, a good hour is, is what's required. And then I close with long time sunshine and, um, and, yeah, and then we just kind of share our experience. And a lot of the times people don't share, you know, they're just like, <sighs> yeah. well, right after it, you're still trying to process what just happened uh-huh. and kind of fully take in what occurred, which right. even, you know, you might not even be able to do for months after where it's fully 
right. comprehend what occurs during that. But um, yeah, a lot of times people just don't even want to, you know, they don't share. Maybe they just can't even put it into words mm-hmm. to describe what they experience. But a lot of the uh, common experiences that do occur is a uh, people see colors you'll have twitching occur and that's like where it's unblocking your energy channels um people feel like they're floating or in space they'll have you know visions um it's referred to as journey and you might go on a journey like what you experience where uh you know the monkey came to you and guided you to the door and then you walked through it and it stood there and guarded the gate until right. you came back that's yeah so cool <laughs> you know <laughs> So uh, it's different for everybody. Right. And um, I think every time you do one, it's always different. Right. Yeah. yeah. You asked people to share, but when people started sharing, it it seemed like they had really good physical things, like they were just really at peace or... You know, they were comfortable. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to share that. Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they say stuff like that, but they don't want to share the good stuff that, like, right. I'm like, no, I want to know what happened. Right. I shared it with you, but I was nervous to share it in the group. Yeah, and, and I'm sure everyone's like that. You know, so it's like 30 minutes worth of information. So I'm like, how would I even describe this in, like, three minutes just talking to a group? I don't know. I feel like I would just sound... <laughs> Like there was a monkey. <laughs> like people be like, okay. So I'm always nervous to share, but um, it's cool that there are other people having like a a journey where they're actually like seeing things and getting messages. And because I got messages, like it was, I'm I think I'm gonna read it at the end because I think it's important. Yeah, you know, you should. They like really wanted me to share it. You know, they were like adamant, like you need to understand this. So. <laughs> I feel like at some level, maybe they knew I was going to be sharing it with a larger group. So uh, I'm going to read it at the end and, and let people see it. That's usually, you know, the common things that occur. People might see colors. They might feel vibrations in different areas of their body, sensations, or, um, you know, you might feel the vibration in like your throat or something and that could just be because that's what needed to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's absorbing a lot of what's coming out of, you know, the the instruments. And, right. And, you know, I've had people say many different things. It's usually always different, but there's similarities. You, you'll get cold mm-hmm. when you journey. So normally you want to do it like with a blanket and a pillow and an eye mask so that your brain starts producing melatonin. Mm. That's like really a a key factor. Um, You know, light affects what's going on. So that's why you put the mask on. Right, because light has a vibration. So it makes sense to interact with it. Yeah, and then also I recommend if you ever do do a session, try not to look at your phone for like an hour before you do it. So then that way, um, you know, you don't have that is affecting your penile gland is directly absorbing what's coming out of that phone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that might even aid in a more profound experience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because we look at our phones like hundreds of times a day. It's ridiculous. We're not even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. It's just like entrained in us, Mm -hmm. you know. I had the sensation um, in the back of my head. It was like kind of where my neck meets my head 
and it was like it felt like very fluidy and then it almost made me feel like I was going to get a headache like it like the very start of a headache but then it I feel like you switched instruments or something shifted and it cleared up but it was like I could feel this energy in the back of my head so I normally might think of like oh the third eye but this was on the back (laughs) so I was like not sure what that was but um that happened to me in the ceremony with the uh, with the shamans, and she said it was the accumulation of the cosmic energy, because mm. um, she could tell I was like going, you know, moving my neck, mm-hmm. and then I like grabbed a pillow and like put it behind <laughs> my head, and she was like, "Oh, the reason you were feeling that feeling, you know, at the base of your skull, was it was you know the cosmic energy accumulating there but it could also been the cerebral spinal fluid going up to your spine i don't know you just but yeah i experienced the same thing when i did it uh that was my second time ever doing a session okay but that's cool um how has uh, this journey into sound healing affected you personally and what's been the most meaningful experience that stands out for you so uh, it's been life changing. Like I said, I, I blow my own mind. Even you know, every time when I do a ceremony, I'm like, did that just happen? Even <laughs> I'm like still like blown away. I'm just like, what was that? Right. Um, it's been life changing for me. I think uh, you know, I've always had ADHD, and I think it's really calmed me down a whole lot meditation and sound healing together both i think you know tend to do that and i wish you know i can't go back in time but i wish when i was in like elementary school that Mm i knew and could utilize things like yoga and uh, sound therapy and meditation to just naturally balance my system out versus taking you know they just wanted to prescribe Ritalin and Adderall to a child in elementary school. It's crazy. It is wild. But, uh, yeah. So I think it's been life-changing and, uh, you know, eye-opening. It's really um, intense and powerful. I have a great respect for it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so the most interesting thing that has occurred there's two of them, and I'm not going to share anyone's names about kind of the experience they've experienced, but it's like something that really stood out to me the most. So the first one, um, uh, I did a ceremony. At, this was at Renegade, and, um, and you know, I did the ceremony, and I could tell this lady was having kind of a difficult time she was like really twitching and kind of shaking, mm-hmm. almost semi-convulsing in a sense. And I like walk over to her and I just place the gong right behind her. And, uh, you know, I hit it and then I just like walked up to her and just like put my hand over her face and just projected the love, appreciation and gratitude, you know, into her. And she immediately like went still. And then so I was like, oh, that was unique. And then so I finished the ceremony and then we're sharing and she shared and she was like, that was the most spiritual experience I've ever had. I fully received like this transmission of love, appreciation, gratitude. Wow. That's so cool. 
So like what you're putting out there is being oh, seen. Yeah. It's like a wave. We're projecting in your thought, everything. Right. It's almost just like, like with Kundalini Yoga, they talk about like Yogi Bhajan would project his aura and the whole group would be in it. And that's kind yeah. of what you're doing. No, you're... I do that in the beginning. <laughs> before anyone shows up, I go to the center of the room and I just like fill the whole room with my aura. Right. And so like when someone's having a hard time, you can probably feel it in your own way because it's connected to your aura because you're connected to them so you're like okay i'm gonna go help this person right i definitely felt like somehow when you would walk around it was like i i like when i had the head thing i felt like you somehow would like do that what was the the sound that sounds like rain oh yeah the rain and it was so Mm -hmm. i was like oh i really needed it at that moment it was like you really are like a really good guide you know and I don't know if you're full, like, it's probably very intuitive. So you're not. I enter that altered <laughs> right. state and then I'm just a right. part of the symphony that's occurring. It's yeah. so beautiful to see how it's affecting every person, you know. Oh, yeah. And I'm grateful for people like you that are doing this work and like they hear the call and they listen, you know. Oh, yeah. I've done that a couple times to a few different people and I've seen them react to when I do that. Mm-hmm. Like. It's like, how did they know I stuck my hand that they're wearing right. a mask? Right. But they, like their breathing changes and they open up. And I'm like, what mm. is going on? That's beautiful. So, you know, it's all brand new to me, but I just <laughs> do it because I knew that's what I needed to do. Right. And uh, so the other thing that stood out to me was I was at another yoga studio in Knoxville um, at Evolve and I did a ceremony there. And I was walking around, I was playing my drum, and it was just like I walked into this wall. It just stopped me dead in my tracks, and I was, it was like a wall, and the drum went dull. It was singing, and then it went dull, completely dull, and so I was like, okay. So I like stood there and played, and uh, you know went all the way down to the floor, and then up kind of to the ceiling, and it like felt it kind of breaking up. And I went to the other side of the room and then it happened again. And so I think it moved. And so I did it again and then it cleared away and then the drum started singing and then I did the whole ceremony. And um, at the end, you know, I asked people to share and not very many people wanted to share. But two months later, this woman reaches out to me and she's like, hey, you know, um, I was at your ceremony at Evolve and I really had some really profound experiences occur with the cacao and then with uh, with your si- sound healing ceremony. And um, I was like, oh yeah, you mind sharing? And so she told me that uh, she was being extremely judgmental and like skeptical of like you know, my intentions and then also sound healing and is this going to work? Is this going to do anything? But she was also full of fear and she was really scared. Mm. And so I like, I think what happened is I walked into that wall of fear and then I broke it up and then she just had like the most profound experience that occurred that was just life changing for her. And, And she pretty much said that you know, the Kundalini talked to her, the serpent, and was like, you, it only wants to arise when it's not scared. When it's scared, <laughs> it remains coiled. Right. When you're not in fear, then it will rise. Right. 
That's so beautiful. I was talking to someone about like mystical experiences the other day and and just like some of the things I experienced and they're like, oh, I would be so afraid. And I'm like, that's exactly why you're not having the experience is because if you're afraid, you, you know, it would just, it wouldn't be healthy. So unless you eliminate the fear, it's never going to go there. Like you, you can't like just project if you're afraid to leave your body, you know? So you have to start at, what am I afraid of? Like what, what's the deepest fear there and work on that before you try to go off into the cosmos somewhere, right? It's like, there's a reason that the fears come up. So that's so cool. Oh, yeah. I think we're held there, you know, yeah. in a in sense. All right. So I know that you were talking about your um, hemp farm. Um, what are some things that you grow and do you sell any CBD products? Yes. Yeah, so um, I grow organic pesticide-free produce all different kinds of fruits and vegetables. And then I also grow culinary mushrooms on logs. I'll grow like shiitake and that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, and then I do have CBD and Delta-8 products. So I make my own tinctures, salves. Then I also have like gummies, chocolates, vape carts, uh, flour. Yeah. That's cool. Do you do tinctures with the mushrooms at all? I don't do any mushroom tinctures, um, uh, mainly because right now all I'm growing is uh, shiitake and oyster mushrooms, and then I do a wine cap, but I'm not growing like reishi, which is what you'd put into a tincture or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I do take those supplements, but no, I haven't started growing my own. Eventually, though, I would like to, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, and then I also keep bees. Pretty much just like re regenerative agriculture uh, slash permaculture is what I'm going to be developing, you know, the property into. Right. We can do like a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, soil is important and regenerative agriculture is important. You can't just keep dumping salt-based fertilizer on fields mm -hmm. and... I mean, it's just killing all the microbes in the soil. It's all going into the water system. Mm -hmm. And then the pesticides that are applying is all coming into our food and into the water system. And, right. And I mean, using regenerative agriculture practices, you can, you know, restore the land to how it should be and actually, you know, pull a really organic, good, nutrient-dense crop. Mm -hmm. And then utilizing flowers and companion crops you can help you know eliminate bugs mm -hmm. and then also rotating your crops on on different fields that helps so th there's practices that you can use to do it you know sustainably and uh, organically and without having to you know put a really all this chemicals on yeah. on the planet that you know They've already shown after like 20 years of doing that, you, all your soil starts just washing away because all the microbial life dies and right. and your plants, yeah, they, they're good at first when you first start doing it. But after 15 years, you have to add way, way more mm -hmm. to get the same results. Right. It, it just quits working. Right. It's it's really crazy. I never thought so much about the soil and, and the food until I developed a heart arrhythmia that was from a magnesium deficiency. And I started looking it up and I was like, I am not getting enough because 
we've killed the soil like so the foods yep. aren't as nutrient dense yep. so now i have to supplement but cacao will help oh, that okay yeah. so i should Full be of magnesium i should yeah. be doing that more often oh yeah so yeah that's where i i learned the hard way there but you know the doctors are just like so casual about it they're like yeah this is just what you have you know and i was like well i've, I've researched some you know magnesium what do you think and they're like that yeah, that's probably good and i started taking it and i haven't had a heart palpitation basically since it, it was a, a magnesium the whole time yeah so yeah and that's a lot of us are depleted in essential nutrients because even though we're eating the food we're not getting right the it. food yeah. it doesn't it's not the it's same food that we were <laughs> yeah it's not the same as it was a hundred years ago you know oh, yeah. so and even when you're like doing organic farming and stuff like you, you still go out to eat occasionally you're still going like all of us are so exposed to the pesticides you know oh, yeah. i mean i felt like at one point i was on a path to being very ill you know but i, I wasn't quite there yet but i was like maybe maybe i have like fibromyalgia or something like i'm having lots of inflammation and and it's the food no <laughs> it's it is the food and water you know yeah and plants yeah. i mean just consuming a lot of vegetables mm -hmm. and good produce it's full of anti-inflammatory properties right and then the mushrooms like lion's mane is really good for mental clarity mm -hmm. and um reishi that's the mushroom of immortality I, I know there's some studies showing that feeding that to bees increases their life expectancy double right. so i'm like it's it's called the mushroom of immortality. Like this is like absolutely something you should be putting into your body. Right. So like all those mushroom supplements. I mean that's really something that you need to consume. They're just right. packed full of antioxidants and and good stuff. But it's like if you don't, if someone doesn't tell you, it's so hard to know. You go to the store, you have one type of mushroom. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, well, I've I've had mushrooms. I don't like. I'm like, you've had one. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many. And uh, I do a mushroom tincture. It's yeah. called the Boost, but it has like a multiple um, things in it, and it is so good. Like it's way better than coffee. It's like I get like clarity. I'm awake. I'm not jittery. I feel nice you know and i didn't i was totally unaware until my herbalist was like maybe you should try this you know so i'm i talk about it a lot because before that no one had ever shared that with me i had no idea that there was power in mushrooms like oh yeah we share 50 percent of our dna with them that's so yeah, cool yeah i mean they're more related to us than they are to plants they breathe air they get like all the same viruses we get. Like scientists use them to study different viruses and mm. how to like fight that, you know, on mushrooms because they're so similar to us. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I, I mean, they're all conscious. That's how all the plants talk to each other is through right. mycorrhizal. That's right. like their nervous system. They're like their neural network. Mm -hmm. Like that's how the plants and the forest communicate. Right. It's through fungus. That is yeah. really cool. I love this. And then we die and they eat us. Right. And, it's and then the plants eat us. Symbiotic eat relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So um, let's see. All right. So I'm going to share with you guys what I wrote down um, after my sound healing session and just see if it resonates with you. So, All right. I started in a rainforest and was approached by a howler monkey. He took my hand and walked me towards this viney ivy area and pulled back the vines to show me a big rock 
that had a handprint painted on it. When I put my hand on top of the print, the rock opened into a doorway. The monkey stayed guarding the entrance as I walked through. I noticed that I was becoming smaller with each step. Each step I took, and then there was another gateway that I walked through. We were no longer in the rainforest, but still in nature on a sunny day. I realized that I had wings. Um, as he banged the drum, the other fairies and elementals uh, came out from all over to gather. Some looked like stick people and leafy. Not all were fae, but all worked together with a similar purpose. They took notice of me and knew I was not from here. They wanted to give me a message that we are the earth, that we need to know that the only way that we can save the earth is to nourish our bodies and care for our physical bodies because there is no separation between us and the earth. Like humans are just flowers blooming out of the mother and we have forgotten. If we want to save the earth, we must remember, um, let's see, we must remember we are the earth and it starts within us. They were very adamant that I understood this. Then they wanted me to see the sun how they see it. Because I was in an elemental body, I could see with their eyes. They told me to look at the sun. When we as humans look at the sun, it appears as a sphere, and the rays are always shown as waves. But that is not what it really looks like. It is spiraling in constant motion, and the rays spiral to us. Also, we have a symbiotic relationship to the sun, and it absorbs as much as it puts out. I tried to explain it like one aspect was a black hole sucking things in, and on the other side it was like a white hole, for lack of a better term, and transmuted what it had absorbed into life energy. Um, sort of how a tree converts uh, carbon dioxide into oxygen. They really wanted me to understand this, and that uh, humanity needs to know that we need the sun the same way that we need oxygen, and not to block it out that we must prevent the blocking of the spiral waves, that they are, are the key to our survival. It's funny because a fire truck with sirens was driving by as I was receiving that message, which heightened the urgency factor. Um, after this, I was being called back to my body, so I went through the gateway I came in and became larger with each step and found my monkey guide waiting for me. I laid back down on the rainforest floor and opened my eyes and was back in my body um, I woke up very disoriented. It took me a bit to feel grounded after this. So that was my experience. It was really cool because I have never connected to the elementals like that. And I was not just talking to them. I actually was them for that one moment. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Just... Do your best to integrate love, appreciation, and gratitude. That's the message that I receive that I must transmit. So, right. Thank yeah. you for that. So um, what's the best way for our listeners to follow you and contact you? So you can go to my website, rockytopgenetics.com, or email me at rockytopgenetics at gmail.com, or you can call my cell phone at 678-822-7347. Right. And you, you do these at yoga studios, but you also can like go to people's homes, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Um, I get a lot of 
profound effects from individual sessions, but also I like doing the ceremonies because mm-hmm. it's like a, you know, a group experience and everyone, right. everyone's energy is incorporated into the room, but absolutely I do individual sessions. And, uh, if you want to do group sessions at your home or fire ceremony, that's my favorite, especially with the spring coming up. Right. So you can you do know, it outside. Yeah, too. absolutely. That's my favorite to do it. And okay. then I can barefoot standing on the ground while I do it. <laughs> that sounds really cool. I didn't realize that. I'm like, I'm, I'm Oh, gonna, absolutely. Yeah. We do, do a fire thing. and the gongs are just absolutely captivating with the fire reflecting off them. It's crazy. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for Thanks coming for out and, and doing this beautiful work that you do. It's very appreciated. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Hour.